Hi, I'm Mara Webster with In Creative Company, and I'm so thrilled today to be joined by Emma Passero to talk about her lead film, Along for the Ride. And you had such a fascinating casting process for this in that you started out auditioning with a self-tape and then kind of didn't really hear anything for about three months. And then it was very much, you know, meet with the director, getting thrown into a chemistry test. And if you get this role, then you're going in a couple of days. And I was really fascinated with that in regards to the fact that that gave you very little time to prepare, to work with the script, to kind of do all of the character development stuff that you would usually spend a lot of time on. Um, And so how did you kind of throw yourself into this character and into stepping into a lead role in a film in having such a small amount of time and having to work in a much more instinctual way versus having that preparation time? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I think you said it perfectly. It required a sort of instinctual, uh, you know, zoning in. In a kind of great way, my anxious anxiety brain wasn't able to step in and say like, wait a second, can you do this? Like, it was sort of like, I don't have time to think if I can or I can't, I just, it's happening and it's happening right now. And so I think it was actually kind of nice to not have the time to dwell. It also, it was just fortuitous that I, and I remember this from auditioning originally, I feel really connected to the character and it didn't, it was the kind of part, I think sometimes in acting, it's like a, the fun is in a stretch, is like jumping to someone that's so unlike you. Then there's also fun in finding yourself in, characters and this was one where I identified so closely with Auden that I was able to just operate on instinct and listening and it ended up working out but yeah it was so fast and furious and also because it was you know this is like the big dream it kind of added to the the fun of you know auditioning, auditioning, auditioning. And all of a sudden they're like, you have to get on a plane in three hours. Like that's so joyous and lovely. And it helped me keep my um, anxious thoughts at bay, actually. And I mean, also in, in terms of the spaces where it was throwing yourself into a very new situation, it's, it's your first time playing a lead role in a feature film, um, which is an amazing experience, but definitely always comes with a little bit of nerves as well. Was that also something where you were really able to channel that into the journey and the arc that Auden's going through as a character, because she's very much stepping outside of her comfort zone in a similar regard as well? Completely. I mean, it was, I think that's a a wonderful observation. Yeah. I think that Auden is, well, so uh, we shot in Wilmington and Carolina Beach, North Carolina, two places that I had never been before. And Auden, and we shot like within the town, really in the neighborhood. And Auden comes to Colby, a place that she's been, but is not like f- familiar with really. Um, it's not home to her. And so I was very frequently going on walks. We were on set most of the time, but when I wasn't going on walks, trying to like be just like take note, observe, think about what I'm seeing and the sensation of being in a new space and how that affects the way I behave, the way I feel. And then similarly on a set, um, I'm learning as I go. I don't know how, like where the bathroom is. I don't, I'm not exactly sure who, what everyone's job is. And um, I think Auden feels like that a lot. And then I was also very lucky because uh, Fia, this was her directorial, her film directorial debut. And so it kind of felt like we were embarking on this journey together. And so even though it was, you know, nerve wracking at times, I felt incredibly safe and taken care of by her and everyone. So it was kind of perfect. 
And you're playing a character who, you know, at the beginning of the film is, is much more comfortable sitting by herself in a diner, reading a book than being with a group of people. And, and later, you know, kind of admits that she's always put a little bit of a wall up around herself in that regard. Um, you know, and so it's not necessarily a largely verbose response that she has to situations at the beginning, you know, she's, she's a little quieter. And so what was, what was that inroad in terms of finding that dynamic of a character where it's a lot more about the internal aspects, particularly at the beginning mm-hmm. of the film? Yeah. Well, something that's really, what was really useful for me is having the book um, alongside the screenplay because the book is from Auden's perspective and it's completely her interior. It's her stream of conscious thoughts. It's her, uh, you know, positive thoughts, her self-deprecating thoughts, her biased thoughts about the world, about her friends, about her family. And that is frequently different than what she, how she presents herself, the things that she says, like you said, she doesn't say much. And so using both together was really useful because I was able to build out her internal world and then kind of put a cap on it. I think that she's an observer. I think she takes a lot in and she oftentimes stops herself from engaging or at least the beginning she does. And so, but there's so much going on. And so it was sort of for me about thinking through where she is in her life, thinking through why she doesn't feel comfortable talking, why she feels more comfortable keeping to herself, which is something I personally find incredibly relatable. Um, And then figuring out the triggers that are the little moments where people kind of open her up a little bit. And then the moments where she quickly come like crawls back into herself and finding all of that. But yeah, the book was really useful in finding that space. And she also has a really, really close relationship and dynamic with her mom, particularly because it's really just the two of them. Her dad hasn't been around for her for a long time. Um, And did you think that she was someone who maybe is even just more comfortable around the company of adults because she spent a lot more time with her mom and and with people in her mom's world than peers her own age? And we see that through one of the early scenes. Yeah, absolutely. I think she grew up like like an adult and it's everything from Uh, participating in academic conversations with her mother, who's a professor and all of her colleagues to also, this is a little less touched on in the movie as much as it is the book, but it's definitely a part of the world is the way that her parents uh, tell her about the divorce and expect her to be okay with it and expect her to react to it. It's very um, adult and it's expecting her to understand what that means for them, for her. Um, another character who actually didn't make it into the movie, but her brother is a big part of the book. And that was really useful for me because she, the, her brother is a character who is always just um, putting himself out there, traveling to Europe, kind of all over the place. And so Auden is then kind of forced into the position of being the stable one, the one who keeps everything together. And so, yeah, she's always with adults. She's expected to be that way. And I think she likes it too. She likes the respect that comes with it. And I think at the beginning of the movie, she thinks that strength, that's what strength looks like. And that's the only thing that strength looks like. And that's something she really values her strength, her intelligence. And it's not until she meets all these new people that she opens up and she says, oh, wait, strength looks like breaking apart. Strength looks like opening up. And it looks like a lot of different things. I love that description. And and one of the other relationship dynamics that I really thought was beautifully explored is the relationship that she has with her stepmom, because it's not about othering her stepmom. It's not this conflict. It's not this resentment, you know, particularly since she does have a new sibling and it really is her dad 
kind of separating himself from her life and starting a new family. And yet she doesn't place any of that on her stepmom. You know, she wants to go work in her shop. She wants to get to know her. She wants to get to know her sibling. Um, and I was interested in, in you and Kate Bosworth really working together to make that such a beautiful relationship to the point where Auden ends up in a space where she calls her mom in to support her, not because she needs it for herself. Yeah, I think this is another example of when my personal experience on set kind of perfectly paralleled the story. You know, Kate is absolutely brilliant and so talented and so kind, and she's so at ease on set and she knows what to ask for. She knows how to follow direction, but also advocate for herself and put in new ideas. And she, the way she behaves on set is exactly how I hope to be one day. I try, I strive to be this time. And so for example, and then I'll connect it back to what you're saying. Uh, she taught me this thing called one for fun, where after we did a scene, however many times got all the coverage we needed, she would ask for one take for fun, where we sort of like threw away all of the things we thought were true just to have one last one. And it created this sense of joy and play in what we did. And I think a lot of times that take ended up being the one they were using. Um, and so that is very joyous. To me, that's also very Heidi. That's very uh, open and fun and sweet. And Auden doesn't know how to open up and she doesn't know exactly how to engage with Heidi. And I think she even is hyper judgmental about her at first because she makes a lot of assumptions about who she is that are not true. Um, but she watches her do these things and she kind of slowly warms up to it. And so that sort of relationship between Auden and Heidi, <laughs> I felt it a little bit on set, not that I was judgmental of Kate, but I admired her and she was so open and I, I was more like observant watching, seeing what was going on. And so that was kind of a cool parallel. And I love hearing you talk about, you know, that, that, that idea of advocating for yourself because it, it is, it, it can be a big scope thing, but it's also little things like, can I do one more take? Can I try it this way? Um, and I've, I've heard you say that, um, you know, Derma and Andy both also very much did the same. And that was something that you really observed in all three of them. Was that something that you started to find more of a comfort level in doing for yourself towards the end of the film, just from being around the three of them advocating for themselves in that way so much? Absolutely. And I think it, it took the form of asking for another take, but also just like um, fine tuning my ability to check in with myself and kind of gauge how I'm feeling, you know, even something like, oh, I've been working for a long time, I need a snack. And like, I think I'm very, um, to a fault can be obedient and want to, you know, stick it out and, you know, smile and be there because I genuinely do to the point where I don't always check in with myself, but they so clearly were checking in with themselves and not, but, but being incredibly collaborative and wonderful to work with, but just, they always were aware. And so I think if anything, that is what I strengthened throughout the course of the shoot is sort of me, like being able to both be present and there and available to whatever was needed of me, but also being like, okay, but I also have a cold today. So I maybe need tissues next to, you know, I'm feeling comfortable um, asking for that. 
That's really, really wonderful. And, and also in working with, with Belmont Camelli, who plays Eli in the film, um, you know, I, I love kind of hearing the description of, of how the two of you actually did have some time to sit down and really deconstruct scenes. And that one of those in particular was that pie shop scene at the beginning of the film, because that's so much the crux and the foundation of what builds for the two of them. It's what is it that draws them to one another? What is kind of the thing that they're both struggling with that connects to the other person? And, and even in that first moment, they're both people who have found it difficult to open up and yet they're already managing to do it in their own small, unique ways. Um, and so what did a lot of that, that time that you spent with Belmont look like in terms of the conversations that you were having and really deconstructing that scene and figuring out all the tiny elements of character for both of them within it? Yeah, well, so what's so special about that scene is um, like you pointed out, it, was, it wasn't the, uh, yeah, it wasn't the original audition scene, but it was our chemistry read scene. And then we got there and it was one of the only scenes that we rehearsed and we had a long rehearsal of it. And then it was the last scene we shot. And what I think is so significant and amazing about that and such brilliant work from our AD Sienna and our director Fia is that um, when this is the sort of meeting where when you meet them, you feel like you've known them, they've known each other their whole lives. And, but it comes at the beginning. And so to shoot it at the end of the shoot, we have this now seven, seven week, can't believe it was only seven weeks. I really did feel like I knew Bell forever. He's a close friend now, but seven weeks of working together, figuring out our characters, figuring out our dynamic, and then coming back to the original moment and having all of that be underneath, I think really adds to that sort of kismet instantaneous connection that really happens in real life that you feel. Um, and so, yeah, our relationship, our uh, rehearsals had a lot to do with, you know, just thinking about the ways in which we were similar, the ways in which we were different, our characters, um, the way we kind of held a mirror up to each other. Uh, I think that they, you know, have very different pasts and are working through different things, but they are able to work through their past and their trauma and the ways in which they're closed off together. And by like, you know, helping each the other person, they end up helping themselves. And so it was kind of just mapping all of that out. And then also just having fun. Belle and I would just like, you know, even when we weren't working, we were eating food together and just, which I think adds to the relationship, just having fun. It does. And it really comes across on screen between the two of you. And, you know, in, in talking about that pie shop scene being very much the beginning, but filming it towards the end, didn't you start with actually having to film arguments between them and moments of conflict? And yeah, we did. What, what was that like coming in together and starting to work with someone new, figuring out these characters with one another and having to go from a space of, you know, the conflict coming from everything that's been building up between the two of them and all the different emotional trajectories to that point? That one was challenging for me because of exactly everything you just said, because I think um, in life, the the point when a person or I feel comfortable getting upset and like sharing that I'm upset with someone is a point, it's very vulnerable. And so to do that with someone you just met, because we did do that fight scene, that was like, I think the second day, it really was at the beginning, um, but we got incredibly connected because of it. And, you know, we did our work on our own. We, I think we did, we did have time to do a rehearsal for that one, a brief rehearsal for that one, the fight, the big fight scene, um, but not much. Uh, but it's kind of that, I think that also lends to the dynamic because they are really not 
they're they're missing each other. I think that in the fight, they're both having the same conversation and completely different conversations. And they're, you know, saying things and misinterpreting and interpreting. And, and it's kind of like snowballing because it's clearly, you know, the fight is not about Eli for Auden. It's about everything else that's going on. But she's kind of doesn't know what to do with all of this anger and resentment and confusion. So she's putting it on Eli. And so this like lack of communication and the miscommunication of it all kind of works because we hadn't built the relationship yet personally. And so we were like, what are you saying? <laughs> so, you know. And was was a scene like that also about her being very reactionary to everything? Because obviously when, whenever you end up in, in some sort of disagreement in that way, there's no time to kind of step away and process what the other person's saying and, and to kind of make yourself okay with hearing some of the truths. It's really just about the, what, the, what the emotions are that come out immediately rather than like listening oh, yeah. and processing and responding. Well, I think especially for Auden, who's a person who, like we've talked about, really keeps to herself and um, is very guarded. I think what comes with being guarded is not having the life experience to be able to feel things and identify those feelings and then productively deal with them. Um, And so she's building up all of this, all this shit's happening, her family, um, her friendships, this, everything with Eli, she just also had this wonderful night with him and there's so much going on and she doesn't know what, I don't think she has the wherewithal to identify what exactly it is. She just knows it's not great. And so it's sort of just like a vomit of, of emotion at this one person who is the person that she also is, she feels the most connected to at that moment. But yeah, she's just, she's just letting it all go. And, um, Fortunately, they're able to think it through and then apologize afterwards, which I love. I just, I love, yeah. I need to cut you off. (laughs) No, I didn't mean to cut you off. Sorry. (laughs) No, I was just going to say, I think one of the things that drew me to the script in the first place is that there was space for those like mistakes. Like Auden was not being a reasonable, I mean, I think a lot of what she said was true, but she also was just being very reactionary. And I think that I'm reactionary sometimes at 17, 18, I was very reactionary and so it's like so I just I think it's so wonderful to have a movie that shows that it is and and also you were talking earlier about how much of an observer she is in other people and one of the places where we really see that is through that friendship that develops with Maggie you know and it feels like she's really observing and watching her in a way where she kind of wishes that there were aspects of Maggie's personality that she could have within herself, that she could have that confidence. You know, there's a real culmination to that when she sees her on the BMX bike, but there's little ways in which she's kind of watching her before that. And so how did you want to create the development of that friendship, but also to have it be something that she's so specifically watching a lot of those aspects, even in the lead up? Yeah, I think that you're absolutely right. Auden sees a lot of what she wants to be in Maggie, but I don't think that Auden is aware of that until they have that talk on the beach. I think Maggie's very different than Auden. And when she first comes to Colby, I think she looks at her quite judgmentally and makes a lot of assumptions about her. like negative probably assumptions she's just different than anything she knows and she's everything she wants to be but she doesn't have the wherewithal to say you're not what I want to be and I admire you for that I think it takes her a minute to kind of get comfortable with the many ways of being one of which is Maggie who which is a beautiful smart intelligent amazing person to be 
Um, so I think when she comes to Colby, it's kind of like standoffish and confusion that ends up being judgmental. And then slowly as they get to know each other, when Maggie comes to the beach and talks about her mom, when Maggie reveals she's going to the same university as she is, um, when Auden watches the, the whole, all of the girls care for each other in such like a beautiful, kind, simple way. I think she's like, oh, wait, there's something to this. There's something really beautiful and powerful and, and strong about this. And then she goes to see her BMX. And then it's like, okay, wait a second. This person that I judged, all the reasons in which she's different than me are the reasons why I love her the most. And then, and then the rest is history. And then she allows Maggie to open her up and allows Maggie to teach her how to ride the bike. She asks for it too. It's not just like letting them do something to her. She actively puts herself out there. And it's really beautiful to watch Auden go through that journey of being part of a friendship group and, and finding that for the first time. Um, how did you kind of want to shape that dynamic where at the beginning, it's something that's very foreign to her. She's not sure how to navigate that situation. You know, she's kind of sitting there in the car while they're all singing along to something. And even just the act of joining in is like something that she's a little trepidatious to. Yeah. She's kind of like starting to do it, but still holding herself back against that moment, you know, where towards the end, she starts to just feel very much in line with them, very comfortable. They can all just kind of sit there and lay there together, even in silence and not have to say anything. Yeah, I mean, I think it speaks to the beautiful script that Fia wrote, um, because I think it really does unfold and their relationships progress in such a beautiful, natural way. That scene you referenced, the scene in the car, is actually one of my favorites, I think, in the movie, um, because I just know from like my life, personal experience, that moment where you take the ox cord and you show people the music that you like is so vulnerable and scary and exciting because if people don't like I think music is a way to get to know someone in a really intimate way and so when you are asked to show the music that you like if you get affirmed it's heaven and if you don't it's really scary and so that moment where she gets the thing, the chord and then she decides to say yes and then she watches everyone accept her and embrace her choice is so, I just think it's beautiful and it's so inspiring and hopeful. And it's like a true moment of like female friendship. And I think even though Auden doesn't fully sing, it's sort of just watching everyone else sing and have fun. That was like enough for her. It, uh, and that was also just such a fun night. It was a night shoot. I think we did that at probably 4 a.m. <laughs> But we were just delirious eating a lot of candy and all of us actors, we were getting really close and we were just driving around North Carolina singing music. It was amazing. I love that. You know, and, and you were also touching before about obviously there's so much in terms of Auden as a character that stems from what it was like for her going through her parents' divorce and everything that she had to shoulder from that point, even with the fact that she doesn't go to bed at night because when she was, when they were getting divorced, it was when I go to sleep is when they start arguing. So if I never go to sleep, then they'll never argue. Um, and I, I love that she kind of finds a way to have a voice in that relationship with her father. It starts mm -hmm. out as something where, you know, they're out to lunch and he wants notes on her book 
on his book rather than actually spending time with her. And she kind of finds that agency to push back on it when she realizes like, this isn't what I want to do. This isn't what I want this relationship to be. And if anything's going to change, I need to redraw the lines for this. Um, and how did you kind of go about shaping that? Not just in terms of the moment where she asks for that and kind of says that out loud to her dad, because again, that's a really big step for her to put that foot forward, but also it's about the buildup and everything that comes to that point of her being in a place as a character where she can say that to her dad. Yeah, I think that, so prior to coming to Colby, Auden lives with Victoria, her mother, and I think sees, the book again expands on this more, but sees her father, but it's, she doesn't live with him. And I think because of that distance, it's easy to idealize people. It's easy to think of them as this like, you know, wonderful, perfect human because you only see them sometimes. And so I, I actually think coming to Colby, Auden does carry that expectation and excitement to see her dad as of course she does. And I think once she starts spending time with him and um, kind of learns the rules of his new world, she starts to realize that he's very, in the way that she also does for Victoria, she realizes he's human and imperfect and not this like idealized person and her mom isn't perfect. And she, in the middle of them, certainly Auden is not perfect. And so I think the journey that Fia and I talked about a lot had a lot to do with thinking about like how she gets to know her dad and humanizes him and realizes that he, you know, we all have patterns of behavior and she's watching them kind of cycle through again that she saw as a child. And then, so first of all, realizing that about her dad, but then also confronting her own feelings about it and finally saying to herself, like, wait a second, this actually isn't okay with me either. And this is a two person relationship and I don't always have to be accommodating. I don't always have to be quiet. I don't always have to be the adult in the room or even what does that even mean? Be the adult in the room. I think adults know how to say what they mean and, and say what they feel. So, yeah. So it's kind of just like bringing him down to the human level and then finding the courage to say something about it. And that idea of, of humanizing your parents is a very real thing. And it's, you start to see them in a really different light at that sort of age as well. You know, you see them as much more complex and real people. And so when her mom comes to Colby and they have that very real conversation, did you also view that as, as a new and a shifting dynamic in their relationship as well for that, that same reason? Oh yeah. It's the first time that her mom very openly addresses that Auden was expected to be this uh, solid, uh, stable figure in the midst of the divorce at such a young age. And it's the first time that I think Victoria is acknowledging her piece in it all. Um, I think that's a huge moment for their relationship. And at one point Auden says, but I like that you expected a lot from me. I expected a lot of myself. And I think that that's so that could be like a thesis statement for like who Auden is because she, it's this moment where she's acknowledging alongside her mom that she likes being treated with respect and um, she likes being this stable force, but maybe she was too young and maybe, maybe there was something missed out by like not being able to be a bit messy growing up. Yeah. And it's a big moment that her mom does that. Yeah. 
It is. It's a really beautiful scene between the two of you in that moment. And in, in kind of like looking back and reflecting on the whole experience of making this film. And like we were saying earlier, you know, and taking on a lead role in a feature for the first time, what are kind of the main things that you feel like you had the opportunity to learn or tools that you feel like you're really excited to take on to the next projects that you end up working on? That's a good question. Um, I think it was such a joy to be able to sit in a character and sit in the world for that length of time. I, I've been in plays before. Um, I did a, I've done a lot of plays and, and things, but even with that, it was always through school. And so I was doing that while I was also taking a million classes and my brain was kind of split. But this was the first time in my life where I was like seven weeks of I get to be Auden, I am in Colby. And that sort of whole immersive experience was so new and so rewarding uh, because I feel like I got to dive into her brain and the architecture of the spaces and the atmosphere and the quality of the air more than I ever have before. And I would like to think it it enhanced the performance and the experience. Um, so I guess the big thing I learned was just uh, giving myself permission to really dive in and leave no stone unturned. I, I'm a really big journaler in my personal life and I kept a journal for Auden also. And I really just like had the time and the space to just like really think it through. And it just felt so rewarding then because then when I showed up on set, even if we got pages the day of or the pages changed, I knew her and I knew every detail and every freckle of this character. And that was so, it honestly calmed my nerves when I was feeling anxious about going to set. I was like, okay, but the one thing I do know is this person, this character that I'm sitting inside of. And so if I do the work, that's enough because the rest will figure itself out with the help of a director and a DP and costumes and all of that. That was like probably the coolest thing that I just want to do it again. <laughs> well, I can't wait for you to do it again in so many other projects. And I really love, you know, every detail that you describe and what this experience was. It was such a pleasure to watch you in the film. And thank you so much, Emma. Thank you so much. It was so great to talk to you, Mara.